listening to the studio interviews. I'm your host, Diana Brown, and here now with us is actor, improviser, director, and producer Sam Shaw. Welcome. Oh, hi. Thanks, <laughs> Diana and Dan for having me here. Dan Wilson is the engineer and the uh, ever-present voice of Radio Star. We I'm excited are. to be in the, the purple and green room. It is good to be back amongst the colors so primary. Yes. I'm facing, you're facing the green screen. I love it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Although your decorator is emerging. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> let him out. Let yes. out your inner decorator. Yes. Let's talk to him for a little while. <laughs> okay. Does he have a name? Uh, I didn't know I had a d- decorator inside Apparently me, you do. You, Not it, since uh, last night. Oh, when you and your decorator parted ways. That's right. You never know who will turn up when talking to Sam Shaw. He is one of the Bay Area's premier improvisers and... I am constantly amazed by the characters, people, and ideas that spring forth, issue forth like a great deluge of humor and chaos. I have to say, you are almost the godfather of the improv scene of San Francisco. There is even a form uh, that uh, Radio Star has used, that uh, tilted frame. I think we coined the name of what we called it, the Sam Shaw opening. That form actually was stolen uh, I thank you for your kind words. I don't <laughs> think of myself in such high terms, but I really appreciate that, Diana. Uh, that form, the Sam Shaw opening that people call the Sam Shaw opening. Yes, sir. I, I don't know what it was properly called, but I saw it at I.O. West a long time ago, and it's the tableau opening. Uh, probably many improvisers have done it and know the real term. Now, but I'm the one those, who brought it to the jam. So those who are listening that might not be as seasoned improvisers as yourself, explain the tableau opening. Uh, and actually, before that, I'm going to be doing footnotes. I.O. is Improv Olympic, for those not familiar with the shorthand. Right, and, and I.O. Also, West is their L.A. Uh, theater. And you are, you've now been indoctrinated into this world of acronyms. So, go. Uh, <laughs> tell us about this. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, basically, the opening, as I understand it, and I only learned it just by watching it. Like, mm-hmm. I was never even taught it, I don't think. But is if you've got seven improvisers on stage doing a long form, and so you want to do an opening that kind of gets a lot of disparate information uh, out there into the space, uh, and that's what openings are good for in long form is just to get that inspiration out and lots of different kinds of inspiration. And uh, that opening that you're talking about that I saw at I.O. West uh, basically is you get any kind of noun. I'll just do the the hack example that I always <laughs> did whenever explaining it. So. There's a mailbox on a suburban street corner, and it's got uh, red, white, and blue paint all over it and vomit on the uh, bottom uh, where it meets the ground. So that's my contribution, which is beautiful. <laughs> and then someone else would come out. Usually, actually, that was probably a little too creative and goofy, but people just want to throw out different details of the scene, creating kind of a still-life picture. And it's very verbal. It's not that physical. It's not really about embodying things. It is, it is about getting imagery. that information out there. Yeah, And it's fun because it's kind of theatrical and it's a good start to something and it, it does involve everybody and it's good. Right on. So, so that's But the, I did not invent it. But we're going to credit you with it anyway. Because <laughs> in the you. Wikipedia world that we live in, we are going to make it all about you. Um, and speaking of all about you and the beginning of things, now my understanding is you come from Middleton, Connecticut. Is town. It? Middletown. Middletown. Yep. Shame on me. Middletown, Connecticut. Yes. Tell us about that, what I assume to be a sweet upbringing. Middletown. Well, it was okay. Middletown, Connecticut's a great town. It's a city but it's not really it's pretty much a town 
that Wesleyan University is in. It's mm-hmm. right on the Connecticut River in the Connecticut River Valley, and it's got the main mental hospital for all of Connecticut is there, <laughs> Connecticut Valley Hospital, and uh, the Whiting Forensic Institute, which is for the criminally insane. Nice. That explains so very much. And so that's there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a presence. And that is where you first trod the improv boards. At Loved a, it. At, at a youth theater. Yes, Oddfellows Playhouse Youth Theater. <laughs> it's awesome theater started by Wesleyan alumni in the 70s, and they basically just said, we want to start a children's theater. And beautifully, one of the main things in it is once you get to actually doing proper plays is there were always about everybody's in the play. Like no one was cut. It was not really that competitive, although obviously like, they cast. Sure. But everybody's involved. Like everybody's in the play if you want to be in it and can. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and I first learned improv there. Uh, and basically sp- games from improvisation for the theater, Viola Spolin's mm-hmm. book we did. Uh, the Who game a lot, and we did this game called the TV game. I don't know if it's a Spolin game, but everybody's uh, got half of the troop has the power of the remote control, and the other half is a TV. <laughs> so they're passing the remote along, and they're like, I want to watch Bosom Buddies, and then yeah. we have to perform Bosom Buddies. Oh, wonderful. And then, no, I want to watch McNeil Air News Hour, and then we have to like go <laughs> from Bosom Buddies to McNeil Lehrer. Now, are you continuing a the story per se. No, you're just trying to play the thing. It was chaotic, but really <laughs> fun. And it was about yes and, and about what Dick would, uh, Dick was a graduate of, uh, is uh, a graduate of the Del Arte School, Blue Lake, which was actually kind of cool. Um, Very And I cool. think he probably learned a lot of the games up there. But uh, yeah, it was about yes and, and he said, keep it simple, stupid was a big one. Kiss. Kiss, yes. Which is great. Like, yes, you need to. Totally keep it simple. Sounds like a good foundation. Yeah, it's good. So you went on. Uh, we're going to quickly take a little journey through the improv troops of Sam Shaw's past. <laughs> I am most uh, – there were two that I was quite interested in. Uh, this is Pathetic and Gag Reflex. But I want to jump right to Wild Rumpus because you called yourselves Troop in a Van, and my understanding is that you toured. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so how many improvisers crammed into a van, and how old were you when you did this? Uh, it was after we uh, – after I graduated uh, – it was me, and actually, I'm very proud to say Anthony Viniziali from my current troupe, Which Crisis we're definitely Hopkins. going to be talking about. Uh, and he was still at Wesleyan. I think he was going back for maybe his sophomore year. He's going to kill me for not knowing that. Um, <laughs> but he was going back to school. It was my graduation tour. And then Evan Blackford, who was a friend of mine from Middletown and was in This Is Pathetic, and and, uh, and Tebow, who was also in Pathetic. And so they graduated. They asked their parents for money. They bought a, I think, baby blue fucking, <laughs> excuse me, minivan, Eurovan, you know, whatever. And as far west as Phoenix and as far north as Waterloo, Ontario, when we played Fantastic. How, uh, how many Nashville. Months? You played and, Nashville, improv in Austin. Nashville. I think overall the whole tour is probably two months, but it was very sporadic. We probably we spent a lot of fucking time just driving, incredible, and trying to kind of book it from the road and and, okay. and figuring out ways to stop. We played, we did a, we taught at a camp in Knoxville, Tennessee. We played with Monks Night Out, which was a big troupe in Austin, <laughs> in the '90s, and they they kind of I think they were did the big stinking improv festival back then and. Monk's Night Out was the big troop in Austin, so we played with them, and it was wild just thinking about improv and living improv for like two months. And you were steeped it was in so it, so fun, like yeah. tea. Yeah, 
I love it. It was mainly short form then still, though. We're, we did the Herald a couple times okay. trying to work it out, but we're mainly doing games. And that's so nice. your career up until this point was pretty much short form. Yes. So when, when did you make the jump to long form which you, or middle I form? I fully got into it out here. Okay. Yeah. And so we I, jumped I kind to of, San Francisco, yeah. the early days of the SFIC. Are yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Harold and long form was kind of kicking around, before, and I did a couple jams where it was never really, let's try to do Harold, but let's do long form. But what I really got into Harold when Truth came up, and comedy came out by Sharna Helper and Del sure. and reading that. But then also uh, Jeff Greenspan came out, who was a, a UCB. Uh, For those who don't know, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. Got you on that one, Dan. (laughs) San Francisco regularly gets alumni or graduates from the Upright Citizens Brigade, and they come out. And and Jeff was an early one who came out and was like, I want to start a Herald team. Right on. So I jumped on that, and kind of we worked it really hard. It was fun. Fantastic. All right, so then um, you discovered – a duo, an outrageous performing pair that needed a home and guidance. Right, And right. Uh, I think you know who I'm talking uh, about. You're talking about the Babcocks. I definitely were, am. Uh, amazing old school improvisers. The Babcocks were, oh, God, they're so old. I don't even remember how old they are. But basically but they they're studied. they're like a fine wine, really. They are. They studied with Viola Spolin, actually, a long time ago, obviously. Incredible. But like, I, I think like in the 50s or the 60s, like they're fucking old. Uh, brother and sister team. Uh, I think actually but the thing is Becky they took, has um, yeah. Viola Spolin's pumps. Yeah, I think she does. I think actually. she does. And they, but the thing with them is like when I say they studied with Viola Spolin, they took a workshop. Like it was like a two-hour workshop and that she did for like free. Yeah. After. And then – they were just so into it. They just could not. They were Amazing. possessed. So then they went on tour with their knowledge from two hours. <laughs> a little knowledge being a dangerous they, thing. They did. They took Contact, that game, Touch to Talk game. Yes, yes. They did that and, and Pussy in the Corner. Nice. That's a uh, an interesting lineup. Yeah. And they just did like back-to-back for a while, and then they expanded it so they were kind of longer Contacts and pussy in the corner, and then they combined it to contact the pussy, and you know. Now there was a there was a brief period where they were considered controversial. There was a McCarthy scare at one point, and right, William Hellman kind of spoke. The scare was that Bryce was a huge fan of McCarthy. Oh, Bryce loved McCarthy. Like it was that smile. Yeah, like just you know, and always did. And but then they they came up and they were in San Francisco. And he did some Nixon improv set issue? where he like brought up the audience, like yelled at McCarthy, and Bright just did this long. How do you pronounce it, Dan? I want to say Payan, 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 P A E A N. I think it's Payan. Payan, an homage of sorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just long <laughs> declared his admiration for Senator Joe McCarthy. Wow. In Berkeley, he did it inside the free box. Lovely. In People's Park, there's a free box where people put... He stood inside the free box and was like, McCarthy is a man to be admired. Did and he, they, they just hated it. And then did he you couldn't have even to take the bar Did you have to go to the hospital home. after... Was he injured? Was yes, there? he was injured, actually. You, you actually came and got him. Yes. And wow. I, I okayed them putting the screw bolt in his knee. I well, said, he, go he ahead. He had to go on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what he's not going to live his life with a compound fracture, but he can't. He couldn't make the decision, so he's like, "Sam, 
Yeah, and you're again, my signatory. Again, no that, yeah, you are like the consigliere. I mean, you again. That points out. I was going to say signatory, but you said consigliere. So yeah, that's exactly what I meant to say. Like Sarah Vowell. Yes, you came along and and gave them the guidance they needed and introduced San Francisco and the Greater Bay that's Area. That's right. Well, they had done the Bay Area, but they never made it to San Francisco. No, no, and you crossed that line for them. You took yeah, well, down that glass. Well, they didn't know where the bridge was, and I was oh. like, it's the Bay Bridge. And there it was. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because there is a childlike quality to them. They don't get out. They get out because Bryce is a reader, and then Becky wants to get out more, but she's too drunk and high usually, and she can't. You know, but, she'll call a cab and then forget, and then it's like honking outside for like half an hour, and she just like is spacey that way. Well, that is art sometimes, but she always looks so put together on yeah, stage. Yeah, she is put together, yes. She's definitely put together yes. on stage. And what I also uh, just wanted to say is that, you know, Bryce is a sharp dresser, and people just yes. kind of have not given him the kudos for that. And I want to move on now, but I, I just wanted just to wanna put that say, out there. I'll, I will let him know if I hear from him. I'll write back and tell him that we said that. Oh, so the rumors of the rift between you and we're working it out. You know, rifts happen like that. You know, just they're misunderstanding. It's a little like the little little and, tremors know. that release the pressure on the fault, so that there's exactly, exactly. Oh. Just, nice. And then if there's a tsunami, you know. Well, then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Okay, so moving on. I they did uh, actually send a note saying, "Well, tell Sam we said hello and." Um, in 50s. I'm sure you'll know what that means. Okay. I okay. Know exactly what I think that that's means. sweet, really. Yeah, it it's, is. Cute. It's kind of sweet. Um, the San Francisco Improv Festival. We had never seen one, and you were part of why that happened. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. Matt Quinn did one. That's true. Let's give props where props is due. <laughs> and Bats did one, too, but Bats' festival is. Is more like a showcase of their shows and like it, you know, they don't. You're right. Matt Quinn, Combined Art Form Entertainment. They did one. They did one um, at the next stage. Yep. So, yeah. so Matt Quinn know what gets year, the credit. Maybe 2002. So or, then yeah. USD also ran. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys did put one on for a while and yeah. uh, brought Still some, going on. Brought some amazing people into town. Yeah. And through the, some of those efforts, you discovered one of my favorite improv groups, Yellow Man Group. Yeah, they're great. Now, Actually, where did you find yeah. them? I met them at the New York Improv Festival. Very cool. They played uh, there, and I also followed them after they did their show and then did a jam at UCB, and I followed them. And then talked to them afterwards, and they're just incredible. And we're out in San Francisco, and I was like, I really want to try to get them out here. So, you know, Sean and I, I mean, I, I, it was my idea, and we called them up, but, like, Sean helped me out a lot in producing Excellent. that. Excellent. And we just uh, put them up, and I got to spend a lot of time with them. And uh, they're amazing. I don't know if they're still performing as a group, but uh, uh, they're unbelievable. They were people. terrific. I did get the chance to see them. Had a, they're on West Coast Live, actually. Ah, which did, amazing. did you set that up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Sam Shaw. And they, the thing, the funny thing about that though, as you, uh, West Coast Live is a radio show. It's Sedge Thompson. It's at the Plow, at Starry Plow, or whatever Plow and Hearth. That's in Berkeley, oh, Starry Plow. Starry Plow in Berkeley. Plow and Stars in San plow, Francisco. The oxen, oxen the cow. Yes, and, coaxing uh, the oxen. But their their range of fluency, like Yuri is like totally fluent, but then you get down and like, you know, some of the others, what are their names? Yuri, Naomi, Masa, and uh, Eerie. And Eerie wasn't uh, really fluent at all. And Naomi wasn't that fluent either, but they're on the radio show. 
Amazing. Which is weird because, but it's awesome for them because they're not using language very much when they're doing English improv. They're just totally physical. Very physical. Talky and just really. You, you, did you see them? Yes, I saw them at the and next. Stage. More stage presence and charisma than any troupe I've probably ever seen. They were like a big Saturday morning fun pill. <laughs> yeah, <it's> true. <laughs> it was like you opened a big box and all the cartoons came out. They were and yes, in the yellow costumes and uh, Yuri had a little yellow fanny pack and Naomi had a <laughs> little yellow backpack. They had little and boots. It's all accessories. They were so cute. And uh, yeah, and just yeah. doing great short form, great oh. physical games, just really fun. And just yeah. really using an enormous space yeah. quite well. So we produced them twice, actually. So you, you know, you're, a, I think you're kind of a, a rare person in that you are as dedicated to performing as you are to helping others and promoting other people. That's, that's why we credit you of doing so much for the community, because you really have supported and brought up so many different groups and kept things going and had your own slightly nepotistic and yet incredibly fun <laughs> Sam Shaw show, which I loved the alliteration of. Let's oh, talk about you. the Sam Shaw show for a little while. Okay. Uh, Wait, well, it's all about Sam. <laughs> Uh, the Sam Shaw show was basically my idea of an instant troupe where I was the only constant. So it was basically, <laughs> cause I, I, the idea at this time, and this is going to sound fucking lame. Excuse me though. But the idea at the time was I wanted to, I'd been in a lot of troops where, I don't know, they were big or there were always like instantane, like kind of riffs or alliances or weak links, or there's always some <laughs> issue. And I was at this point, I'm totally not there now, but when I started that, I was at this place where I was like, yeah. And we had the jam, the Monday Night Improv Jam. So I was like, I just want to play and do a show with people from the jam, like, and people, and my friends. And, uh, but I don't want to rehearse. Right. It's lazy improv in a lot of ways, but still really fun. There was a period uh, where there was a lot of groups like that that would sort of coalesce like um, flash mobs, do a great show, and then disappear into the night. I yeah. remember Pharmaceutical was a bit that way. Dan, mm -hmm. uh, Dan's uh, other Cassandra call, Opus, Pharmaceutical. Yeah. It still part happens. Of that. I mean, I think it's fun. I mean, you can get to a, a point where you can at least do pretty good improv with people you don't rehearse, but I do think it's stunted. It doesn't and, have and that group mind. I mean, honestly, I, I think, and I spent years not rehearsing because I, I spent years just doing the improv jam and then teaching and, and doing shows, but not really weekly just rehearsing and running forms or just rehearsing. But I, I'm so into it right now. Like, and I feel if I, it's not really regret, but I've taken like great workshops and, you know, if you're going to take a great one-shot workshop, like a three-hour, four-hour master class, you should be rehearsing weekly to for run it, to, it and just keep it for going. For it to be of use to you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Which is, of course, really curious because most folks, when I talk about improv, their first question is, wait, you rehearse? It's true. People outside it's so of the, important the rehearsing world. is. Yeah. yeah. But folks don't realize because there's no script that you actually can rehearse or there's even, or even a process involved. Yeah. Well, there are two reasons. And, and it's, I mean, one, you're rehearsing to build a group mind exactly. and just connection and to get each other's rhythms and, you know, playing with each other. But then you're also doing formats. Absolutely. I mean, we can, my current Troop Crisis Hopkins, we've got our hour long show. And I'm almost at the point where I'm just like, let's just run the show for like a long time. And just I applaud that. Fun. I think it's great when you can find something that you wor that works for you and that inspires you and then perfect it. I mean, yeah. why not? 
I think we do get a little too caught up in this doing something new constantly. And I, I love that you're really sort of hunkering down a little you bit with your to, form. You need to, because like, I'm, I've seen so much improv where people are so reliant on formats or like form or genre. In sure. San Francisco, it's really a lot of genre storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great when it's great, you know, but at the same time, when people are really trying to do stories or really trying to do a really strict herald and make it all come together magically, it's so easy to get in your head oh, and definitely. to make it and to start sweating. And then the joy is gone and the play is gone. It's like, no, just focus on connecting and listening immediately. Just do the, the fundamentals are forever. You just got to keep doing those. You've been listening to the Sam Shaw interview. Come back next week for part two. Radio Star Studio Interviews is a Cassandra's Call production.